With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't know how it's already June. I don't know how it's already Friday. I mean, we're going to be at training camp in a month and a half before you know it, but still got a ways to go. We still got OTA, still got mini camps, but we're not talking about any of that today. No, we're going to actually do things a little different because why not do things differently? It's the offseason. We're going to rank our top 10 wide receivers in the NFL, and we're going to compare and debate our rankings right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Welcome to another Friday edition of the podcast. Muhammad Ahmad alongside Andrew Gillis and Mike Nislik back with you after I had a great conversation with Joe Goodberry yesterday. If you missed that conversation, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you tune in. He had a lot of great stuff on the Bengals that you can't get from many other people. Before we kick off our debate, though, we want to keep reminding you guys to tell us why you're a Bengals fan. To do that, go to strictlystripes.com. Click on the link that says why I'm a Bengals fan. Tell us your story. It's going to give you a Google Doc form. That's a survey that you fill out. All you got to tell us is when you became a fan, why you're a fan, what the Bengals mean to you. We're already getting a really nice, steady handful of responses. And if we get some of the most, if not the most authentic responses uh, from our surveys, we're going to have you on this podcast. So if you want to be with us on the podcast, go to strictlystripes.com and tell us your story on the Bengals. So I wanted to do this uh, in a way where we each sort of rank our top 10 individually, and then we compare and contrast them. Uh, But rather than do our whole top 10 at once, I wanted to start by ranking, you know, our top receivers from, you know, 10 through 6, 6 through 10, whichever order you want to do, but basically the bottom half of our top 10 list. So do either of you guys want to go first and pretty much rank your bottom half of uh, the top 10 receivers that you personally believe are the best receivers in the NFL right now? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I think, uh, you know, I'll go 10 through six, you know, starting at 10, I picked Terry McLaurin. Um, You know, I think he's just kind of one of those guys who is kind of perpetually destined to play for a team that is not going to give him the weapons that he needs. Uh, You know, he's, he's been a pretty consistent, a thousand yard receiver, uh, 77 catches for 1,191 yards last year. Um, you know, and, and he's kind of done that his whole career in the four years. Uh, if you if you look at the the quarterbacks that he's had to play with, um, you know, Case Keenum, uh, Alex Smith, uh, kind of towards the end of his career when he wasn't really that uh, that efficient anymore. Taylor Heineke, uh, Carson Wentz, like he he he's been putting up numbers kind of without. Um, you know, without a lot of uh, without a lot of help, I, I would say, frankly, at that position. I, ju- I mean, the way that he can kind of control his body and and make make kind of in tight catches, I think he's you know really really good. Um, number nine, I have Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans, I think, is kind of one of the most underrated receivers of this generation. Uh, every year he's been in the NFL, which is now nine years, he's had at least a thousand yards receiving. Um, he's a he's a Hall of Fame receiver. He's outstanding. You know he's got a big frame at six foot five and can go get a ball uh, down the field. So I, 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 you know, I love Mike Evans. I think kind of people always sleep on him whenever they include this. They're always anxious to include, uh, 
you know, some some kind of hot shot receiver who's a little bit younger, maybe a little bit faster. But, you know, all Evans does is produce. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, next, I have Stephon Diggs uh, at eight. I think that might come as a surprise uh, to some people. But, um, you know, Diggs is really good. And, and I think Diggs is, um, you know, kind of the beneficiary of, of a really good system um, in uh, in Buffalo where, you know, he's got a great quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, and, and when you have that, it's it's a little bit easier to produce. So obviously, the numbers have been great. He had almost uh, – I think he had just over 1,400 yards last season, more than 10 touchdowns for the second year in a row. Um, I mean, that's that, that's pretty impressive. He's a really good receiver, but uh, I think it's still fair to call him, you know, an elite receiver in the NFL. Uh, I think some people would kind of have him maybe towards the top five even. But, um, you know, he's just – he's a really good receiver, but um, – you know, there's some names I like more. Uh, the one of the names is C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think C.D. Lamb is just is truly magnificent. I think he's, um, you know, a really really talented receiver who's going to uh, who's who's going to keep kind of growing into uh, into a role. So I, you know, I think that um, you know C.D. is uh, is up there right now. And then uh, to kind of round out six through ten, I got Cooper Cup uh, at six. Hard to say that he's higher. I know he had the just insane 2021 season. Um, but you know, he, he got hurt in, in 2022. Um, you know, so I, I would feel more comfortable kind of putting him higher if he, if he wasn't kind of coming off an injury, if he was healthy last year. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, right now when I, when you look at my top, uh, I guess bottom half of top 10, I feel good about it. Uh, 10 through six, it's Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Stefan Diggs, CeeDee Lamb and Cooper Cup. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like that's a that's an interesting list. It's an interesting list, Mike. Uh, how does that compare to yours? And who who do you have a tenth or six on your list? Yeah. Um. You know, some similar names. I think. Uh, I had uh, for for ten. I had Jamar Chase. Um. You know. I whoa. know he's Is that a bad woe or a good woe? Um. I'll get to that part, but keep going. Keep going. I'll get to that. Um, obviously, uh, you know, two fantastic seasons. I think he's got, you know, probably, you know, as much upside as anybody, you know, of this uh, group in terms of like their future. Um, and then, um, you know, obviously he's been productive and he missed the four games last year. Could have had, you know, back-to-back 1,300-yard season yards, 1,300 yards and back-to-back seasons, easy for you to say. Um, and then, um, obviously, in a, in a good offense and a good system, uh, that will lead to production. I had C.D. Lamb next, and then um, A.J. Brown um, at eight. I think you know four seasons. Obviously, one bad um, year in 2021 where he wasn't quite as productive, but um, had a career year with Philadelphia. It feels like the sky's the limit now uh, with Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, three 1,000 yard seasons out of the four um, he's played. So obviously, you know. Um, just has shown all the talent in the world. And I think um, another guy where you kind of expect the production to sort of go up um, or at least maintain kind of that level, you know, at 11 touchdowns for the second time um, last season, uh, Cooper cup was next uh, was at seven. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a, a guy that just puts up stats, um, you know, He's, he's that their main target on what you know, twenty five percent of the plays uh, will benefit from a quarterback situation that sort of, um, I think you know obviously stabilizes next year with Matthew Stafford uh, if he can get you know back healthy, 
Um, that'll be, I think, more the, you know, the interesting, um, you know, qu- the question mark to watch for them is if, if he can make it through that season. Um, and then I had Stefan Diggs next. You had Stefan Diggs at number six? Mm-hmm. Okay. So just to make sure I got your all's list down. So, Mike, you said Jamar Chase, 10, CeeDee Lamb, 9, A.J. Brown, 8, Cooper Cup, 7, and Stefan Diggs, 6. That was your order, right? Mm-hmm. And then Andrew, you had Terry McLaurin at nine. Mike, I'm sorry, no, Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin at, 10. at ten. Yeah, yeah, him at ten. Mike Evans at nine. Stefan Diggs at eight. You said you had C.D. Lamb at seven. C.D. Lamb at seven. And Cooper Cup at six. Cooper Cup at six. Okay. So very. Other than the Jamar Chase outlier, it sounds like you guys had a pretty similar mix there. Uh, and then, of course, I know you had Mike Evans in your bottom half of yours, Andrew. I'd say mine is kind of a mix between what you guys have. I have C.D. Lamb at uh, number 10 on my list. Um, I had to really think about this one. I, I, w- I wanted to do McLaurin, but uh, and I'll get to McLaurin in a second. But I think with Lamb, although his production should go up now that like they got Brandon Cooks, and obviously you know he did well without Amari Cooper being there last year because now he's in Cleveland. I mean, he sets career highs in targets, catches, yards, touchdowns, I think even yards per route that he ran. Um, and I think he dropped the fewest passes he ever dropped in his career. Um, and I wanted to put him a little bit higher, but I really like Terry McLaurin at nine. That's who I have at number nine. I mean, like you said it yourself, Andrew, to play with Taylor Heineke um, and other just, you know, quarterbacks that I would say are not the the best system to be around in the NFL. I mean, he's racked up what, like probably over 4,000 yards in fourth seasons with that ugly list of quarterbacks. I mean, his PFF receiving grade I saw was like, I think it was 77 last year. And this is a cool stat too. This is from PFF. Passes thrown his way generate a 101 passer rating, which again, when you have quarterbacks like that, that means you just have to have raw talent to be able to do that. Um, I have Mike Evans at eight. He probably could have been a little bit lower. I know you had him at nine, Andrew, and I don't think Mike had his in the bottom half of his top 10, but I still really like Mike Evans, his size, his physicality. I mean, he's still one of the biggest receivers in the NFL standing at six, five, you know, obviously he had Tom Brady the last, you know, two, three years. So he was a little bit spoiled, but I mean, you have Jameis Winston and other ugly quarterbacks before that to have consistency then and now where he's caught at least what 65 passes and a thousand yards in all nine of his seasons. I mean, you could say he might be the most consistent receiver in the league. I don't know with numbers like that. With or without Tom Brady, I think is impressive. I know the injury bug has caught up to him a little bit, which is why I considered maybe lowering him a little bit. But the the production is why I wanted to move him up at eight. Um, and then just like well, similar to what uh, Mike had. I know he had A.J. Brown at eight. I have A.J. Brown at seven. I definitely think uh, A.J. Brown deserves to be uh, in that spot because, I mean, you saw the impact that he had with Jalen Hurts being a top target. Obviously, it helps having, you know, another first-round pick like Devontae Smith next to you. But, I mean, you look at the 2.59 yards per route run. This is from PFF, um, which also helped me make this list. I will give that away. Um, you know, he, he ran that many yards per route run. And you just look at the, how he did in the Super Bowl, which I know the Eagles, I think, should have won that game. And if they did win it, it would have been because of, partially because of A.J. Brown. And if they win it next year, it will also be because of A.J. Brown to a degree. And then I have Stefan Diggs at number six. I wanted to put him a little bit higher, and we'll get to the you know five through one 
part of our list in the second half of this podcast. But I just don't know. If, if you asked me this last year, I probably would have put him at five or four. Going into next year, I feel more inclined to put him at six just because he's going to be 30 next year. So he's a little bit on the older side. Just like some of those other receivers I mentioned, like you know Mike Evans is already 30. And that's why he's in the bottom half of uh, my top 10. But I just don't know. I mean, a lot of it is contingent on how healthy will Josh Allen's elbow be next year? How much better can he be? I know he's still like one of the best receivers in the game. And he's had the second most targets, you know, in the league ever since he's been in Buffalo behind only Devontae Adams. I think he's had like 460 targets. So he's got the ball a lot compared to most receivers. But again, production wise, I don't know if I'd put him in the top five. Um, but I do want to ask you this, though, Mike, because I know I had a big whoa when you mentioned Jamar Chase. You had him at number 10. Don't you think that's a little bit low for Jamar Chase? Not in terms of what he's done. I mean, compared to the names at the top of that list, um, I don't know. I, I mean, he's he's only going to be in his third year. Um, you know, somebody that I haven't mentioned yet. I mean, you mentioned Mike Evans. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight seasons with a thousand yards. So, um, you know, maybe not uh, the quarterback situation. Obviously, you know, we're not talking about who's going to be the top receivers next year. We're just talking about top receiver talents right now, and I think he's deserving of a higher spot. Um, you know, I think Jamar Chase's future might be brighter, but in terms of um, you know the top ten receivers right now. Um, those are the names you're talking about. And I mean, the top three on my list, I think, are, are you know, uh, much more, you know, have a, have a larger body of work, um, you know, than, than uh, most of them have a much larger body of work than, than Jamar Chase. What do you think, Andrew? Does, does Mike make a good point, or do you think Jamar Chase should have gotten a little bit more love on the list? Uh, no, I don't think he makes a good point at all. I would have had to. I, have, I mean, not to give it away too much. I have Jamar Chase in the top five. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, Jamar is is pretty much, you know, kind of cemented himself already as, as one of the best receivers in the league. Um, and, and I understand you can still do that and, and still be ranked in the top ten. Like, top, being ranked in the top ten in your position, especially receiver, uh, is not exactly a slight. but um, you know, it's still obviously a compliment to say somebody's in, in that kind of tier. But, yeah, I, I think Jamar Chase is way better than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, too. And obviously, without seeing where I have Chase, I have him in my top five as well. I mean, that was the only thing I think that stood out from Mike's list. But otherwise, I mean, like everything Mike had in ninth or six, like is not much different from what I had. I just had mine in a slightly different order and I had different names in there like C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I like yours too, Andrew. I think, Andrew, yours was probably a lot more similar to mine. I think I had the same exact names you had without A.J. Brown. I just had them in a different order as you. Like, obviously, I had McLaurin in my list. I had Mike Evans, just like you, um, and C.D. Lamb, just like you. So I think we're just about on the same page here. How much more on the same page are we? We're going to find out when we come back as we're going to rank uh, our top receivers five through one. But before we do that, we're going to hear from Bengals defensive end Joseph Osai who had a very short but interesting chat with me in the locker room this week. We'll have that conversation and our final rankings when we return on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. I'm joined by Bengals defensive end Joseph Osai. Joseph, uh, how has the offseason been for you? How have you been? It's good to see you again, my friend. <laughs> it's good to see you too, boss. Um, offseason's been great. Offseason has been great. The guys have been great. Working's been great. Um, it's good to get back, get the body moving, and, and um, get back in the midst of, of the plays and, and being around each other and having that team, same team camaraderie we had um, last year. Uh, it's, it's been awesome. I know I think a while back you were saying you were a little bit uh, limited because of your labrum injury that you suffered against uh, Cleveland last year. How has that been? It looked like you've been moving pretty good in practice. How has that yeah. been holding up? It's been great, man. Rehab's been going great, and uh, we're still taking a few percussions here and there trying to make sure there's no rush because there is no rush and everything's been great everything's been awesome we has been moving smoothly the shoulders healing nicely um knees recovering well wrist is getting a lot better getting a lot stronger so i'm, I'm looking forward to this this year for sure you know i was going to say i talked with uh, bj earlier and you know he was saying that not only are you guys looking good but he feels like when it comes to him and dj reader he said in his own words there's no better front two in football than those guys playing alongside them on the outside what makes them in his words the two best you know d tackles up front in football not only are they the best they're um they're the best in every category they're, they're strong they can rush the passer they can they can they can take on blocks that that you're watching the film thinking how did he get up from that hole how did he make that play so um it's it's really it, it's it's consoling almost to know that um, no matter what you do, you have those guys protecting the interior, and then it just allows you to get out and play. And, you know, once those guards, everybody knows if the guards are worried about the interior guys, they're not messing with you, and you don't want that as a defensive end. You want that one-on-one with the tackle. You don't want that guard coming down and trying to clean the pocket. So um, it's just great having those guys in there. You know, we, we've we had the best running defense two years in a row now for, for a reason. So um, it's, it's amazing. You know, adding a guy like Miles Murphy a while back, you know, you have you had Terrell Basham in the offseason before that. I mean, how juiced up, I mean, you guys are obviously juiced up, but how much more juiced up are you guys as a pass rush unit going into 2023? Oh, it's, it's awesome. I know, I'll tell you, who's more excited and juiced up is our coach, Coach Hobby. You know, he um, he just has a lot of weapons, and he's you can tell he's excited to be able to use them. Um, we're going to see how we all work together and gel together in camp. And it's going to be amazing for the season. I guess, you know, I like to ask guys this. I asked BJ this one to kind of ask you this. What are some sort of goals that you set for yourself, if you're willing to share them? Or like you set specific goals for yourself in the off season or going into training camp? For sure. Going into training camp, I want to be in the best shape I've, I've been in in the last two, three years. You know, I'll, thankfully, I'll come into this training camp with no limitations. So that would be, that'll be awesome. And just the goal for the season is just to... Uh, be the best pass rush unit out there and win every game we can. Um, we, realistically, I want to go undefeated. I don't know. Um, that's, that's, that's super hard, especially in this league we play in. Everybody on Sunday is, um, is good enough to beat you. So uh, just win every game and then be the best pass rush unit out there. All right, that's Bengals defensive edge rusher Joseph Osai. Joseph, appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. 
All right, thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. So we ranked our top receivers in the NFL, 10 through 6. Now we're going to rank them 5 through 1. Before we do that, just to remind you all, make sure you sign up for our Strictly Stripes newsletter. Go to cleveland.com slash newsletters and sign up. It's free and in your inbox every morning. And make sure you sign up for our Cincinnati Football Insider subtext service. We text you all the breaking news, updates, and analysis you need on the Bengals. It's $4.99 a month, but you get a two-week free trial to start. To sign up, you go to cleveland.com slash Bengals. And if you want to be a part of the Cool Kids Club, I think you definitely don't want to miss out. So make sure you do that as soon as you can. All right, guys. So uh, very interesting rankings, 10 through 6. I want to see how much more interesting it gets 5 through 1. Andrew, you had uh, your list go first earlier when we were doing the 10 through 6 part. Do you want to go ahead and tell us who your top receivers are 5 through 1 on your list? Yeah, I think – there, there's kind of two tiers that I would break this up into. At number five, I have AJ Brown. Um, you know, I just think his his kind of mix of of size and and physicality. I mean, he just he he's only six foot one, but he, he just plays the game so strong. Um, you know, I I just think he's you know he, he's just a fantastic receiver. Uh, you saw what happened when you know he goes to a productive offense in 2022 after leaving Tennessee. So. Uh, you know, AJ Brown is just, you know, I, th- I, I love AJ Brown. I think I'm probably higher than most on AJ Brown. I just think he's just a unique NFL player. And, um, you know, I, I put Jamar at number, uh, Jamar at number four. Um, you know, I, I think again, Jamar has, has kind of proved himself to be kind of one of the league's most dynamic receivers, both in, in kind of, you know, how he can play the game. He can play inside, he can play outside. Um, you know, you saw him in, in his rookie year kind of be that that home run threat, that deep threat uh, for the Bengals. And then in 2022, you saw him kind of have to take a lot more of those underneath routes, those routes that, you know, defenses kind of took away. So, um, yeah, I think Jamar is number four. Uh, the reason I said two tiers is because I think I would add kind of a tier break here. Um, I think the top three are mostly interchangeable. I, I could hear arguments for any of these guys. Um, but number three, I have Devonte Adams. Uh, you know, he, he might be the best route runner in the league. Uh, you know, people kind of rave about him as in kind of that field. I mean, he got 1500 yards in green Bay in his last year there. Then he goes to Vegas in, uh, you know, obviously and in, in no, I mean, Vegas, I think it's pretty clear was in a worse way than the Packers were from 2021 to 2022. And he still had 1500 yards, um, you know, with, uh, you know, a downgraded quarterback play and kind of, um, you know, just kind of a worse situation overall. So Devonte is is uh, is number three for me. Uh, Tyreek Hill number two. Um, he's just he's just so fast, and you know he, he's he's the best deep threat in the league at receiver. Uh, with that speed, you can do so much with that. Um, you know, he, he posted seventeen hundred yards last year. I mean, that's an insane year, especially when you leave Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I, I got Tyreek at number two. And then uh, I think we're probably all going to have the same number one, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say it too early. Uh, Justin Jefferson's my number one. Um, <laughs> Justin Jefferson is is. I mean, in three years in the league, I mean, he came in immediately and and kind of cemented himself as one of the best receivers in the league. And I think in 2022 he made himself the best receiver in the league. Uh, you know, he had 1,800 yards. Like he he got himself kind of into the MVP conversation, which as a receiver in this league is pretty ridiculous. Crazy. So, uh, you know, I, I think Justin Jefferson is, is just, he does everything well. 
Um, you know, he's really young and, and, you know, he's, he's a reliable target kind of just as much as everybody else is, but just everybody knows that the ball is going his way and he's, he's able to make catches. So Justin Jefferson is my uh, best receiver in the league. So uh, just real quick, top 10, Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin. Okay. Okay. I, I like that, Andrew. I like that. Now, let me see if I like yours more than Mike's or vice versa. So, Mike, round out your top five for us. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all names, obviously, he mentioned I had, um, you know, one through five, essentially, uh, was Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and Terry McLaurin. Um, you know, all guys that I think are deserving. I think Jefferson uh, speaks for itself. Um, and, you know, so do Hill and Adams. I mean, just the production uh, they've been able to, do, you know, have. I mean, you look at Adams' last three years, and it's kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, in terms of the touchdowns, too, you know, we talk about, you know, them being sort of hard to come by uh, in certain years. But um, 18 in 2020, 11, 21, and 14, second time he's had uh, more than 10 touchdown uh, catches in a three-year stretch. Uh, during his career, um, has just reached new levels. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and then Tyree Kill, kind of similar in terms of just uh, putting up, you know, sort of same numbers. You know, could put up receiving yards in bunches. Um, just you know, on a really uh, talented receiver, speed kills. What that's what they say, right? Had his best right. year last year with seventeen hundred yards uh that my miami offense gained more speed this off season who knows you know does he have a shot at trying to get 2000 we'll see um <laughs> they were targeted 170 times last year which is ridiculous um you know talking about jamar chase i think jamar chase would love that but um so yeah those, that's my top five wait so tell me again who you had at four and five i think i missed those two who'd you have for four and five on your evans list? and mclaurin i just evans, and evans you know, at four evans streak uh, it's so impressive. He's already got more than 10,000 career yards. Um, you know, average more than 15 yards per catch for his entire career. Um, like you said, maybe not the flashiest um, person on the list, I think, as An- Andrew kind of said. Uh, but if you want one catch, <laughs> you know, you're, you know, put, you know I, I think he would not be a bad option to sort of put in the lineup. So I'll I'll round out my uh, top five here in a second. Before I do, I think we all had the same names. Like I don't think there's a, a list where I had a name and you guys didn't revise her. So we all had the same names, but just a very different order. As far as my order goes, I had Cooper Cup at number five. Um, I know you guys had him a little bit lower on your list. I know Andrew had him at six, so his was closer to mine. But I had him at five just because I really believe even though – Last year was weird. I know he only played nine games and an offense that was basically collapsing around them, which is not his fault. I mean, obviously, Matthew Stafford got hurt, and they just did not look like that Super Bowl team that beat the Bengals the year before. But, I mean, to still have 75 catches and 95 targets in that few games after having the triple crown the year before, I still believe he's an elite route runner. I don't know that he's better than Devontae Adams. Mike makes a good point when he says Adams might be the best route runner. But Cup is up there, top five route runner, technician. I'd say maybe the best blocking wide receiver, which is remarkable given I think he had the same kind of blocking while he won the Triple Crown. And without a doubt, the best slot receiver in the NFL right now. I know slot guys don't get as much attention, but if you're asking me who the best one is, no doubt Cooper Cup. And this is a, this is a cool stat too. 
He's broken 10 or more tackles in three straight years. So he can block, he can break tackles, he can do whatever the heck you ask him to do. And then over at number four, I had Jamar Chase. Uh, just like Andrew, I had him at number four. I know to Mike's point, oh, he's still young. He's got a long way to go. But look, I get it. You have Joe Burrow and you're lined up next to probably the best number two, number three receiver set in T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. But to make a second team all pro your rookie year and to win offensive rookie of the year, I mean, that is and to do all of that, taking your team to a Super Bowl. Find me any other player who's done that. Yeah, you've got guys who have won all pro and rookie of the year, you know, their rookie year at wide receiver, but do it taking your team to the Super Bowl. It just shows you how much of a role he's had in this offense and why you have to give him that much love, I think, on this list. Um, and yeah, I think, imagine if he didn't miss those four games last year and if he's healthy next year, you could maybe put him in that top three. But going into that top three, I have Tyree Kill at number three. I truly believe he's the most dangerous receiver in the league. I mean, is he the best? I don't know. But is he the most dangerous? Absolutely. His speed, his acceleration. I mean, th this is absurd. 3.2 yards per route run last season. If you think that's not a lot, that's half a yard more than any other receiver. And he's doing this standing under six feet tall. I think he's like, what, 5'9"? So he's basically my height. For those who don't know, I'm 5'9", five 5'10 five on a good day. So to do all that and catching... 52% of your contested targets. Yeah, I will definitely put him at number three. I have Devontae Adams at number two, which I know you guys both had him at number three. I had him at number two. Uh, I really believe his route running is very advantageous, you know, and to do what he did last year without Aaron Rodgers, and nothing against Derek Carr, by the way, but to do what he did in his first year without Aaron Rodgers, catching 100 passes, over 1,500 yards, 14 tutties. I mean, that's six more than Justin Jefferson, who. Spoiler, he's my number one, and I'll get to him. But yeah, I mean, he had more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. He leads the NFL in uh, PFF receiving grades at 95. Yeah, I mean, you could have maybe put him at number one if you wanted to. But like I said, I have Justin Jefferson at number one. I'm not sure you could say he's better than him, but like, let's just be real. The way this guy just makes freakish catches the way that he has just like taken the league by storm, the minute he joined the Vikings as a rookie, just the relationship he has with Kirk Cousins, the way he can just, I mean, think about this. I think that catch he made against Buffalo, like the one that everyone knows, the fourth and 18 one-handed grab, I think that's one of the greatest catches of all time. You know what? Yeah, that's the best catch I've ever seen. That, that, that's that the best catch of all time, I think. OBJ catch in New York. Oh, yeah. Leaps and bounds better. And nothing against OBJ. That's still a, a top five catch too. But oh, that fourth and 18, best catch in NFL history, bar to none. If he's doing this in year three and he's still like getting into his prime, woof, ah, we, we might see some history from this guy in the next couple of years, if not sooner. So yeah, that's my number one. But we all had the same number one. Uh, and I think our top five guys were pretty much the same. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. With exception of Jamar Chase, because Mike had him number 10. You know, Andrew and I had him in the top five. So I, I'd say we had a pretty good list. And I'd say we weren't really in disagreement with most guys. So look at us. The uh, the Strictly Stripes crew can actually, like, agree to disagree on a lot of things. So this was fun. This was fun. But I guess sort of my last question to wrap up. I know we did a, a top 10 list here. If you're doing a top 20 list, where do you put T. Higgins in that conversation? Or do you even put him in that top 20 list at all? Yeah, T. Higgins is definitely in the top 20 for sure. I, I mean, I would be kind of stunned if somebody would say he's not top 20. Um, you know, I think 
T would probably be somewhere in that 12 to 14, 12 to 15 range. Um, you know, he was a guy that um, I didn't really heavily consider when I when I made this list. I wasn't, you know, wasn't really thinking about him specifically. There were other guys, um, you know, that I thought of, you know, that would, you know, maybe be a little bit higher than him. Um, you know, I thought of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, I thought about Jalen Waddell. Thought about DK Metcalf. Um, there, there's guys that I would kind of rank ahead of him, or at least consider it. But yeah, I, I think T is if we were to do a 10 through 20 list, kind of based off of our own one through 10 list, uh, T is in the top half of that. Yeah, I mean, I think top 20, 25. I don't know where exactly he gets in, but yeah, for sure he'd be he'd be there. Um, gonna get paid like it, so it's got to have the production like it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably – I'd say I'd put T – I don't want to give him a spot, but I'd say I'd put him probably between 15 through 20, somewhere in that range, probably closer to like 17, 18. Um, so who knows? I think where you put him in that top 20 is debatable, but I think he's definitely in that top 20. I just wanted your quick thoughts on that. Stay with us. Next week we're going to talk about all things OTAs, things that we're going to be looking for, things that we're going to – have takeaways on from OTAs along with some other interesting debates like the one we had today. But once again, for myself, Andrew and Mike, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. Enjoy the weekend and go soak up. Soak up.